Hello, hello. Welcome to the Homespun Yak. How's it going, Kyle? It's going pretty well. Um, how about you? Uh, it's going not not too bad. I've I've had some some down moments over the last like week or two. I think the weather's starting to impact yeah. me. Just a gray weather year in uh, Baltimore starts to affect you after a while. Oh yeah, I mean I'm sure there are. Well, I mean there's plenty of examples. Um, I'm sure that explain correlation between. Um, mood and seasonal changes. I don't know if you've done any research on that or not, but I know that uh, Seattle in particular, there's a direct correlation between, you know, amount of rainfall or light exposure to, I don't know, depression or things like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know about the Seattle part, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously a condition. There's a condition called seasonal affective disorder that can can impact people. I don't I don't think I'm to that degree or anything like that. But uh, yeah, for some, I mean, just being in a city and just having gray and not seeing nature yeah. much and all that stuff that all plays quite quite a role. Uh, I was I, recently somebody. I don't know if somebody told me or if I was just listening to this somewhere, but somebody was saying you can tell somebody is not from Seattle if they take out an umbrella because everybody in Seattle always wears like a poncho oh, okay. or like something to like, they just don't, the, the, the rain is just, it could happen at any an, moment an ever. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's usually uh, just continuous. So, they just don't even bother with umbrellas, and they can tell when tourists are there because they have <laughs> right, umbrellas. Just ready to go. Actually, I think last year, um, Raleigh actually had more rainfall than Seattle did. Wow. That's pretty impressive. But also very annoying. You thunk it. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. That's true. Oh yeah. Did you uh did you by any chance continue that uh Game Changers podcast? Oh okay. Yeah, I, I actually did not because I just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because it it just I don't know, I just get anxiety listening to people yeah. um I don't know, just kind of talk over one another, argue. I mean, I get it's for you know, it's for uh, a good purpose, but I don't know. I ju- it just couldn't keep me um, keep me motivated to continue listening. But I did want to actually follow up on your take on it because I know that I think I spoke to you maybe when you were about halfway through um, just to yeah. see what you thought. Um after seeing the first one, and then I don't know if you actually saw the documentary or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I watched it uh, twice. But maybe we should clarify um, for the audience what we were actually talking about. Yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> uh, for anybody who's not aware, there's a Netflix documentary that came out. Actually, it came out, I think, in like 2018, but 
uh, I don't think it was exclusive to Netflix or something along those lines. It, it's definitely been out for at least a year. But recently, I don't know if you know why, but recently it's just taken off and everybody's been talking about it. Or at least maybe I should say within the context of the people that I that I uh, associate with on the interwebs. Can you, can you hear that Lord. right now? That is, that is that. <laughs> Is this like the Pe- people think that that actually does something? Like what? In the, what in the <laughs> what? world? What is that? Is that like? <laughs> Let me just lay on the horn. Oh, someone just. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a. Truck it sounds like a citywide the, the siren, by. like letting people know, like the aliens are here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're here, all right. <laughs> they're among us. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some say Lamar Everybody Jackson's an alien. Have that. <laughs> well, they, they might be right about yeah. that. He's uh, he's they, he they is, won he again today. Animal. I mean that. Yeah, against uh, an underrated Bills team. Yeah, team. yeah. <clears throat> yeah they're good. Yeah. They're really good. I'm so glad I'm a Ravens fan <laughs> from day one. Always From been day a one, I know. <laughs> it was always weird, but it makes day sense two. now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good Glad times. I'm a Panthers fan. We're five and eight today. <laughs> Just got blown out by the two and twenty Falcons. Lost <laughs> lost our head coach. We're doing good. We're we're doing really well. Yeah, yeah. We lost our quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, he just went in for a, surgery. It's, it's fine. A, it's a, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Might uh, as well the, just sit Christian NFL's. McCaffrey out now. Just sit him out the rest of the year. To be completely honest, yeah, they should. Yeah. Um, or just play him like the first half of every game and then just call it quits just so he can get some reps or something. Right. You know, at that point, you might as well just practice. Like, all, Just think of every game as a practice. Yeah. Just think of – you know what, what? Whatever you want to try, yeah, we're gonna try next run a just yeah, try it run a crazy season. play. Just <laughs> we're, we're yeah, we're exactly. not gonna punt. Just have fun with <laughs> it. We're just not gonna punt this game, guys. Let's <laughs> see how this works. <laughs> see how this works, dude. If you're the interim coach, there's no expectations. Oh for yeah, you, so you might as yeah. well just just go yeah, for remember it. Remember you when you were ten uh. and you played Madden and you never punted the ball. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get a 10-year-old to call the plays who's like an expert at Madden. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. That would be so golden. Yep. Oh, man. But it, was, it was sad to see Ron Rivera go. He was a, always like that guy. But, I mean, I, I get the, the firing, but it's always, like, kind of sad to see that. Yeah, I, to be completely honest, I don't even think he was the biggest problem. I was talking to Alex, Alex Teasdale, yeah. um, about it, and he, he goes, he flips out every time they lose. <laughs> uh, but I asked, I even asked him, I was like, do you really think that Ron Rivera was the issue? And he's like, no, I, I, I don't think that was the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, he's always, they're always the first to, expectations. yeah, first to go whenever any problems come, oh. which, I get, yeah, sure. but it's you know, hopefully they they wait and find someone who's you know 
the right fit, but we'll see. Tune back next year for the Panthers season. Because <laughs> it's over. Uh, yeah, because it's over this season, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, game changers. <laughs> yes, game changers. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. So Why was it it's, so uh, popular? It's big on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Joe don't Rogan know it's, probably. It's gotten so popular, but. Well, no, no, it was big before Joe Rogan. Like, it, it just randomly had an explosion for like a month or maybe even like two or three weeks before uh, Chris Kresser went on to Joe Rogan podcast and did a whole like debunking of the entire Game Changers uh, movie or whatever you want to call it, documentary. And then the the guy who's like the... Like the story is about this guy, this UFC fighter, James. Do you, do you know his last name? I don't know his last name. I don't. And uh, he's, yeah, he, we'll just call him James because that's his name. I don't know his last name. You guys can look <laughs> it up. And so this guy got injured in the UFC. And then he decided like while he was out of the UFC and couldn't fight, uh, that he would do a bunch of research on like how he could speed up his recovery. And he just started reading up about veganism. And then he just went down the rabbit hole and quote unquote, apparently read a thousand hours worth of studies and uh, then decided to do this documentary. But there's a lot of big names behind the documentary. Like James Cameron is is one of the producers. So this James guy is the other producer. And then you have uh, Cameron as the second producer. And then you have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. And just briefly. And um, a bunch bunch of other people. A lot of vegan athletes, of course, all saying, you know, hey, I'm vegan and I'm really good and blah, 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 blah. And they go into the science and quote unquote science and uh, explain things. And then anyway, so Chris Kresser went on to Joe Rogan pod to the Joe Rogan experience and then decided to debunk game changers and then this producer guy james the ufc fighter decided that he needed to have a rebuttal so he asked if he could be on the joe rogan podcast with chris chris kresser uh, for a second go and james just oh <laughs> i see why i see why you experienced anxiety yeah <laughs> um I had to stop it a number of different times because initially initially it really seemed like Chris Kresser was uh, on top of it. Like he, he, I don't know, he had kind of a smug attitude about him <laughs> uh, when he was, when he was explaining where James was wrong. And then about 45 minutes into an hour in James just came in with all these slides of all, like explaining all the data and all that stuff. And Chris was essentially silent for the next hour and a half as James just laid into him Whoa. and just insulted his intelligence and just went all extreme. And the highlight, the highlight for me and the highlight for many people was that James pointed to a particular type of graph. So in statistics, it's called a forest plot. And uh, James asked Chris if he knew how to read a forest plot, which is a common 
relatively common uh, way of showing statistics or data if uh, you're looking at multiple different studies. And Chris admitted that he didn't know how to read a forest plot. So James just torched him for the rest of the entire podcast. And he just kept going back to, Chris, you don't even know how to read a forest plot. <laughs> and he just kept saying, you don't know. And then he's like, yeah, well, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. You don't even know how to read a forest plot. And he just kept saying it over and over and over again. Oh, it was brutal, and it was funny in that aspect. And then they both made fools of themselves in in many regards. But I do think that James brought up some some good points. But man, oh man, it was it was bad. But also on another note, Chris Cresser has his master's degree in uh, as a chiropractor. Uh, so maybe not the best you know, guy to have. It's, uh, no, no, really, really not, uh, not, not at all. And I mean, I will, I will give him credit. Like he could have easily said, "Yes, I know how to read a forest plot," and they just like lied about it, because I don't think at that time they had anything up that that had a forest plot on it. So it's not like he could have been tested for it. But the guy was honest, and then he got torched for the next hour and a half to two hours of the podcast oh, no. by by James. It was. It was, I can, again, I can see where you, you might have, uh, wh where you get the idea of like it being anxiety provoking because yeah. it was for me as well. I mean, during the whole thing, was Joe like interjecting or was he just kind of silent the whole time? He was, he was, he was talking with James like it, the, really about 70% of the podcast after the initial 30% when Chris went silent James essentially just destroyed him over and over and over again as he went point by point through Chris's like criticisms and it was essentially just a discussion between Joe and James and James just kept like looking at Chris and just kept annihilating all of his points and he got he got really emotional about things that's why it started to, to to seem like it was getting a little bit more personal in yeah. in his uh, way that he was talking with chris unfortunately <laughs> but chris also isn't a doesn't have a d dominant personality he's an extremely soft-spoken individual so yeah. uh he he just didn't defend himself at all hmm but, I mean, after hearing this both podcast and watching the documentary, did you have any views that you had before change at all? Or did you did anything change at all for you as far as your current beliefs or what you had previously thought regarding veganism or, you know, its benefits versus uh. anything, you know, whatever it was. I mean, was there anything that you're like, oh, my God, wow, I didn't know that, or I was wrong about this, or I, I don't know? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think I really – I don't know. I, I definitely didn't learn anything, uh, not because I'm all-knowing or anything, but because I've looked at this stuff in the past. And I, I will – I mean, I – completely admit and i've said this on physionic many times that a vegan lifestyle is a fantastic lifestyle and it's a great way to go if you know how to implement it well and uh there's 
there's certain benefits to a vegan lifestyle that you would not get from uh, some some other lifestyles, especially by comparison to the traditional Western diet. So uh, I I have no qualms with that. I think my main issues when vegans start to say that uh, animal-based proteins are immediately negative, like they they have all these negative health outcomes, which just there's there's no evidence yeah. of that. So that's uh, that's a bit problematic. Mm. You know, just like anything when you get to, to zealotry. Yeah. You want to try to find any sort of thing that could poke holes in the validity of the other person's argument. Yeah, for sure. Support yours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's basically all I've got to say on uh, Game Changers. If you guys want to spend... <laughs> probably about 10 hours of your life between watching the documentary, listening to both podcasts. And then I think there's some, there's some rumors that they might bring on some two like actual science, like two PhDs to discuss it. Uh, so it might even go into a round three, which would be, would <laughs> be, it's just going to extend things even further. Oh, my God. I also think that Joe doesn't want to give up elk meat. So no. That's, no. <laughs> that might be a, a, a factor as well. Yeah, he's a big proponent for wild game. <laughs> yeah, totally. Have you, uh, have you ever gone hunting before? No, not, I haven't, honestly. I mean, when I was a kid, I would always go out um with my cousin and just we would have like air rifles and <laughs> kill squirrels and things like that uh but that's right. not hunting um <laughs> it's just like target practice basically as a kid um yeah just yeah pretty dangerous looking back but um no i have not gone hunting i've been interested in in the whole process but i don't know um just don't i don't see an opportunity right now have you no no i definitely haven't i've exactly like what you said i i've shot maybe like a 22 at a squirrel but that's about it (laughs) (laughs) i would not consider myself a hunter in any stretch of the imagination Especially something as difficult as like bow hunting, which is a another yeah another level area that's that's takes it yeah exactly it takes it to a whole another level. Yeah. I don't know. I would be I would be interested in you know the experience. Um, what would you hunt? Oh, for? I'd hunt a white tail, mounted on the mounted on the wall. <laughs> in your apartment i could totally see that (laughs) right when people walk in um i guess deer hunting i don't know um deer uh pheasant quail duck Dude went Fire. from no hunting to like 
<laughs> to every animal Fox. species is in danger. <laughs> Fox, rhino. Just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> something very, uh, something yeah. very uh, 19th century gentleman-like. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you can have those long boots and the, uh, the kind of flat hat, and <laughs> yeah. all tan clothes. <laughs> Go out there with your elephant gun. <laughs> I dare say. <laughs> just have everyone just uh, like do all the work for me. I just have to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I, I guess people still do that now. Big yeah, big game so. hunting. I mean, there's like resorts you can go to in Africa that, you know, if you pay X amount of dollars, they'll set you up with a guide and like, yeah, that's this is the lion or whatever that we've tracked. And you've been approved to shoot this lion. So if you pay us a hundred grand, then you can do it. I know that's very, very yeah, controversial, man. but I'm triggered yeah, right now. I know. I triggered. Know. <laughs> uh, that is crazy, though. Like just having animals in an enclosed area and then tracking them and then <laughs> just paying X amount of money just to pull the trigger. I know. Well, uh, on Joe Rogan, he talked about that once. I can't remember with who, but they were saying like, you know, obviously people are like, oh, this rich guy from wherever goes there and kills, you know, pays people to find this lion or rhino or whatever and then mm-hmm. kills it and then poses with it and becomes a big thing. But uh, apparently some places, um, they they have like, animals that are old like there is like a person who killed a giraffe and apparently that giraffe was like at the end of its life or i don't know what their life expectancy is but it was approaching that area and it was just it was like killing younger male giraffes and if you haven't seen giraffes fight one another i I highly recommend you go to youtube and watch that because it's insane they just swing their necks as hard as possible and just bash each other. And they have like the little, like mini horns on their head. And I think that they use that too, but literally they just whip their necks as hard as possible into the other neck. And I guess if you, if you back down, then you don't get to mate that, that season. But this guy was just coming in. He couldn't mate anymore because of how old he was, but he was, I guess he was pissed about that. So he, (laughs) he just went on a rampage. So he was, (laughs) so, so on one hand, he was actually doing more harm to the local giraffe population, like preventing young males from mating and creating more giraffes. And uh, he was a murderer, so he had to be stopped, according to the local <laughs> population. Fucking Craig. <laughs> I know. And uh, I guess the the person who did it paid, you know, well over a hundred grand, and that goes 
mm-hmm. hopefully into the community, into preservation uh, methods and sustainability. And then they huh. get to uh, shoot an old giraffe who is at the end of his life and causing wreaking havoc. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's usually more to it than what people say, but I definitely, you know, understand initial trepidation of, you know, killing big game animals that, you know, on this, in a lot of places are endangered. It's never something that we condone here. That's right, Kyle. (laughs) We do not condone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah i i mean i i definitely did not know that um in you know just like my political beliefs and my religious beliefs i don't give a shit about (laughs) anything of what you just said and i'm just gonna stick to what i believe yeah and uh all all people who kill big game are terrible people i hate them all You heard it here. I think the only rational thing <laughs> to do is kill them. <laughs> pay, I think that's the pay only Pay someone else. <laughs> pay the Mandal... Pay yeah. someone else to drag them down. <laughs> pay the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, have you watched that, by the way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you? I have not. Ah, okay. No. <laughs> well, let me Tell catch me, you up what, to date. Is it as good, is it, is it as, good as people say... <laughs> I need to know. Uh, are people saying it's good overall? Uh, that's what I've heard on the interwebs. And the interwebs so is, far, so good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I really like the idea of because it's like that was kind of a mysterious character in Star Wars, the movies. Well, I guess it was. It, right. It's a different person in the show, but it, like the Mandalorian bounty hunter guy was always intriguing because he never really talked he wore a mask and he was just a badass guy that just was paid to kill people and um so it's cool that they're doing a spinoff related to the mandalorian uh culture and i don't know i mean it's uh it's definitely entertaining and There are parts where you're like, that is just totally uh, unnecessary to add. There's a lot of montages, which is weird. It's like, I don't, hmm. which is, I don't know if that's just to fill time or just to speed up the storyline, actually, um, which I yeah. get it, but it's just like, huh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> this doesn't really make any sense. Another montage. Another montage, yeah, of him. Yeah building a ship or something yeah yeah well that could come later i haven't seen them all yet (laughs) okay but uh i'm sure you've seen all the memes about the baby yoda i was gonna ask you about that yeah yeah what the fuck is up with the baby yoda (laughs) well it's hard to it's hard to say right now i it's um it's something that he was tasked to go and retrieve 
from this heavily guarded encampment on a different planet. He didn't know what he was getting until he broke in and found, you know, the baby Yoda, which is not actually Yoda. Um, it's just another one of Yoda's species, which I don't even think there is a term for, which is odd. It's, so everybody's just like, yep, yeah, baby Yoda. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's actually not Yoda. Huh. It's a different um, oh. one of the green little guys. But I don't know if there is even a name for his species. Like the people from the planet Namek and Piccolo. Yes. Is is he have a species? I think so, but I can't remember the name of it. The Namekians? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I think that might be it. Okay, well, I'm seeing now on Wikipedia, which is a Star Wars okay. form of it's Wikipedia. So it's <laughs> even ah. a better. So you know it's very reputable. Um, oh, yeah. It's actually probably accurate with all of the Star Wars people controlling it. For um, sure. For sure. Apparently, George Lucas chose to keep the name and background of Yoda's species a mystery. Uh, on StarWars.com, their species is listed as unknown. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know, uh, did, did uh, Lucas actually write Star Wars? Um... I believe he did. Now that's that's yeah. just an <laughs> intuition. <laughs> I'm using the force actually. <laughs> that's the force telling me. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm about fifty percent sure he did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's useless. <laughs> <laughs> it could be yes or no. Okay. I just looked it up. All right. George Lucas. What's the certainty? George Lucas. At least the uh the old ones and then the first three. Yeah, he wrote all of the stories upon which all of the films in the original and prequel trilogies were based. The one, two, three, four, five, six. But Seven, eight, nine. I, I right. don't think he has any input really, because now that's Disney. Yeah. Um, right. Did you see? Uh, did you see Rogue One? I did. Yep. What were What were your thoughts on that one? I think I I like that one a lot. Because that was like uh -huh. a side story, sort of. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cool idea, like just like the Mandalorian. I mean you can kind of make your own story with it, but you can also relay it back to characters from the original Star Wars and things that are actually going on at the time of the New Hope. I don't know in the timeline where it sits with all the movies. Uh, it's between three and four, I think. Between three because and it's, uh, remember that final scene with uh, Princess Leia? I think, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because then Luke ends up getting 
the message from Princess Leia, and he watches it with Obi Wan Kenobi, which I think is the f- the fourth movie. Yes. And the end of Rogue One is that badass scene. That's why I was asking you, really. With that the... badass scene where Darth Vader like annihilates everyone. Mm. With the with the um, Death Star. No. <laughs> well, I think I think he. Okay, so there's there's the the beginning of, and I don't remember the name of it, but the fourth movie, Princess Leia is on that ship, and they are they get captured recaptured. Oh yes, recaptured yes, yes. by Darth Vader. Yeah, and then he, like they're all like shooting at him, and he's just like blocking everything oh like yeah all yeah these guys. and then the guy like hands off the the message uh to that one soldier or that the, the the death star plans that's it the death star plans to that one soldier and then he gives it to princess leia and then princess leia puts it in r2d2 and then sends r2d2 to to where obi-wan kenobi is and right. luke right yeah, it's just before that. that. Yeah, that's that. I forgot about that transition. It gives it puts you right into a new hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that, and yeah. I wish. And the CGI they did was unreal. Yeah. Yeah, their CGI has been really good with like Princess Leia because. Right. Well, she did really in real life. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Rogue One right before A New Hope. And The Mandalorian is a little bit after Return of the Jedi. And which is which is which the, one? The uh sixth one. So it's New Hope, Empire sixth Strikes one. Back, Return of the Jedi. And you can like seeing this now, okay. it makes total sense. Um cuz there's like a group of um people from the empire who are like trying to hold out in this particular area. And they're the ones who want baby Yoda. And it's not really clear why, but it, it, you know, I think Yoda's species has a built in like force level that's higher than any other species. And they can already use it like when they're young and they maybe Mm -hmm. want something to do with that. But there's like little pockets of like people from the Empire that are still like loyal to, I guess, Darth Vader or, you know, the dark side or the Empire. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of, it's kind of like after World War II, I guess there were pockets of like people in South America who were still like Nazis and trying to support Hitler still. It's what it reminded me of. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. So I guess the uh, the very last movie that hasn't come out yet, uh, that's like Rise of Skywalker or yeah. something. Like that. I think that's <clears throat> the name of it. So so that presumably is going to be the end of the Empire then? Yeah, so I'm seeing a chart right now, and episode one, two, and three are characterized as the Age of the Republic. And then episode two and three, uh, between those, is the Clone War 
series. So I guess they did yeah. a cartoon, which is supposed to take place during episodes two and three timeline. Mm-hmm. And then right after the third movie is um, the Solo movie that came out recently about Han yeah, Solo. Right. That's right after the third. Yeah. And then apparently they're making an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which might be like the Mandalorian, which is in that same time right. frame also. And then Star and then it's Rogue One and then immediately after is A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, which is the Age of Rebellion, and then it goes to Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And then Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Star uh, Skywalker. Um, mm-hmm. That is the Age of Resistance. And apparently there's okay. something called Galaxy's Edge, which is a side story that might come out too in that part of the, okay. the timeline. Yeah. And then once they they run out of room, they'll tack on 10 11 and 12. <laughs> yeah. oh no doubt no doubt <laughs> they are gonna make so much money yes they are because they've already done a, yes, a theme are. park now at disney it's just star wars related they're doing the mandalorian and there will be more I wonder how many billions of dollars they've made already from Star Wars affiliated stuff. I know. I'm trying to look now. It's a popular series. Yeah, so let's see. On October, actually 2012 is when they bought Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars and mm-hmm. everything else affiliated for four four point oh five billion w- with approximately right. half in cash and half in Disney shares, which is interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, after the first billion, you're kind of like, I guess I'll take the rest in shares. Yeah, because that's only gone up as well because he's like yeah i'll take your shares because when everybody knows that you now own disney your stock's going to go through the roof yeah right so technically i'll I'll be getting more than in the long run hopefully exactly. four billion a measly four billion yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fool. and disney's like we don't give a shit man we've already made four billion like today so <laughs> exactly oh man yeah i need to look into the history of disney i don't know that much about it to be i've never even been to disneyland or disney world or disney hell or any any of those different (laughs) disney locations well um don't look too deeply or else you'll get a knock at the door oh my god it's one of those stories. Yes. <laughs> now we might we might not be able to air this now. Oh no. We got to do it for the people. <laughs> you don't hear from us. <laughs> you know what happened. Stormtroopers yeah. took us away. <laughs> 
You've been to you've been to Disney though, right? Three times. One of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got a real patron over here. Yeah, I went twice as a, a youth and once as a adult. And um, this is all Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Is that? I think that's the better one, isn't it? Yeah, that's what everybody says who who've, I've spoken to who's been to both. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a, it's an incredible place. Like how, I mean, majority of Disney is underground. I mean, you don't see how it actually operates, but um, wow. yeah, they just, they run a tight ship. I mean, there's not one, it's a massive area and there's so many different parts and layers to it. Um, yeah. Everything is like very punctual, whether it be like all the daily fireworks, parades, pageantry. Um, mm-hmm. And it is like the most spotless place you've ever been to as far as there's no trash. There's not dirty at all. I mean, everything is just pristine. And like based on how many people go every day, it's just that's pretty amazing in itself. Yeah. Yeah, that is nuts. Do you know if they added the Star Wars thing to Disney World or Disneyland? I think Disney. Or both. I think both. They're gonna do both eventually. Okay. So you'll have like characters walking around all day, and you know, for kids, that's like the best thing in the world. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's Jack Sparrow, or that's uh, you know. What's another Disney person? <laughs> Simba. <laughs> Our Disney knowledge got knocked out with Jack Sparrow. <laughs> we hit one name. There's, uh, there goes Simba. There's, um... <laughs> Dude, that one neuron, that one neuron in your brain. <laughs> on in your brain just spat that out and then just died <laughs> yeah. that's it that's it that's all you got <laughs> oh. oh man yeah. yes jack sparrow and simba <laughs> and, then, uh, right. and the guy from bug's life um, the, <laughs> the main ant All right. Uh, can't forget him. Disney education here. No, no, you definitely can't remember the the ant from Bugs Life. Oh, jeez. Underrated movie. I don't even know if that's Disney. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, oh I don't know who else it would be. Pixar. Is Pixar owned by by Disney? No, it's not. I don't know. Oh no, they are. Oh. They are. Pixar is, um, Star Wars is, Marvel Universe is now. ESPN is. ESPN <laughs> is, National Geographic. <laughs> yeah. Good gracious. Well, man, at a certain point, like. It's a monopoly. That's, yeah, it's a monopoly. Thought we had laws against this. The Monopoly game. Yeah, I thought so too. Come on, let's take his money. (laughs) Yeah. 
This is another Rockefeller situation. Yeah. Is it it's not it's not family controlled anymore, is it? After Mr. Disney passed away. It's not uh no. I think the owner now is not of his bloodline. Oh, okay. Uh <laughs> that's quite something though. Oh no. One day I'll one day I'll visit the the Mecca of uh yeah. of fantasy lands. They've got a Harry Potter world too, I think. That is Universal Studios, but I would not be surprised well, if fuck. Disney <laughs> was like, Let me buy you. let me buy you out, Universal. Oh. But apparently that's a pretty huh. pretty cool spot too. I've not been to the wizarding world. I would I would love to see that, yeah. I would love to see that. That would be cool. Yeah. For sure. I think, uh, well, I don't know if they've actually, well, I, I imagine they did not reconstruct an entire Hogwarts, but if they had, that would have been amazing. I don't know. I mean, it looks like they did at least a good part of it, and then they did the um, Diagon Alley, which looks really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think that's still continuing to grow as well. With different rides, and then you can get butter beer and get your own custom wand. Right. Yeah, at Ollivander's. Yep. Yeah, it's cool that they create that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, they're all thinking just money, which yeah. makes complete sense. I'm not going to blame them for that, but but at least they're yeah, going it's, really, it's cool. really detailed and <clears throat> giving a good effort at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm curious if there's ever in the future going to be more Harry Potter books. I'm not talking about like the plays, like the theater <laughs> yeah. plays or any of that stuff. The, or the, the, the off-world stuff. Magical monsters, stuff like that. What was the new, yeah, what was the thing yeah, that which, came out with? That was Johnny Depp as well. Um, oh, yeah. Grindelwald. Yes. Story of Grindelwald. Yeah. Which were whack. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the most recent one. Oh my god, it was awful. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with things I, like uh, that, uh, especially like that, were a part of our childhood. It's just like I don't know. Very few times people can just be like, "All right, leave it how it was," because we'd never be able to right. replicate the authenticity or the quality of when you were initially writing this and you weren't a billionaire, like you just don't have that motivation anymore or anything. I mean, you can still make really good stuff, but I think it's now just how much more money can we make? Cause we know people are going to buy it. Like if you know it's going to sell right. regardless, then the, yeah. your effort does not have to be that high. So that's uh, well, even that's the thing. Even J.K. Rowling, some fans have poked fun at her a little bit because she keeps making up stuff, <clears throat> like uh, like just pointing out random characters are gay. I think. I think one <laughs> oh, of oh! After the fact, Albus Dumbledore was gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Just to be as inclusive as possible, she's just starting to just like 
tweet random stuff. Oh, by the way, Albus Dumbledore is gay. Or, <laughs> I don't know, something all, along those lines. And you're like, what? Are like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's cool if he was, but just kind of weird to come out and say that now after yeah. after he's dead. Yeah. Spoiler alert, folks. <laughs> he passes away <laughs> in the sixth book. Snape kills him. Yep. And, uh... Yeah. Snape does a bit of a double cross <laughs> at the end there. Yeah. <clears throat> With he who must not be named. <laughs> yep. And Draco. And Draco, yeah. Wow. Man, those uh, those movies really... I was not a fan. Of any of the not movies. Not at all. Do you think they'll remake uh, the movies? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, I, I think I remember after the first movie, I was like, I hope they remake this. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and you were like, I was like, you were like I was a 12. Kid. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> I was already hypercritical of it. I, I still stand by those words. I left that theater thinking, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> uh it was bad though yeah they just i, I and it, well they ended up switching directors after the second movie well after the first after the first movie the original dumbledore died in real life yeah right and right. the replacement i thought was way better because he was a little bit more I, en- yeah. energetic and lively and right he didn't need a wheelchair to get yeah. around <laughs> yeah yeah he was good uh and then i'm pretty sure the director got replaced after the second movie so the third movie was different um and it got slightly better but they still skipped over a bunch of stuff which didn't make any sense to me because then they ended up splitting the seventh book into two parts so yeah. i'm like well <clears throat> if you're gonna you're like extending parts and just fill like adding filler material that doesn't need to be there but then you cut out certain pieces that didn't need to be cut out I don't know, it was just like i got so many complaints about the movies yeah i just i do think that they nailed the world though that they created right i think they did a really good job with that yeah they did um but i agree i think that they will eventually remake these movies yeah, I think so too. It's just too much money on the table. Yeah. They'll probably remake it like two or three times to be honest <laughs> with you. Probably in our lifetime, they'll probably remake it like two or three times. Oh man. Oddly enough, I don't think that they can do that with Star Wars. I think that I think that like Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and all them, they became so they became so much part of the story that people identify them as the only ones that can be Han Solo or, you know, whoever. Yeah. But with, with Harry Potter, I don't think that, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was, is so entrenched that he's like the one Mm -hmm. that has to be Harry Potter forever. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, with Star Wars, I don't think they'll remake any of them. I think they'll just continue to make side movies and new movies and make up different things and shows and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so too. Just flesh out the world. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear something cool? Sure. Actually, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what is it? So there's this, there's this person that went hiking in Spain in the in the in the mountains of Spain with her husband, the Pyrenees, four year old woman. I don't, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Just, just some. Some high elevation. That's all you need to know. All right. <laughs> Was this a Spaniard or and, a uh, foreigner? I believe a foreigner. I believe she was from the UK, UK or Australia. For some reason, I mm. feel like I saw both of those somewhere in the article. Okay. Um, Listeners check his facts as ha- usual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone, please check my facts. And oh, matter of fact, fuck, I've got the article right here. It's already open oh. on my. Uh, she is lives in Barcelona. No, did yeah. what was hiking in the Pyrenees. Boom. And uh, I'm pretty certain is British. Well, who the fuck knows? Whatever. Anyways, she went hiking with her husband. And then the weather started getting really bad. Like it started getting colder and colder and colder. And then it took a a massive dip. And she started having trouble walking. And then she had trouble speaking. And then she had a heart attack. And she had a heart attack that was induced by hypothermia. So because of the cold environment. So she had her heart stopped for six hours and rescue didn't get to them for two hours. So then they brought her back to the hospital. They took out all of her blood out of her body, added oxygen to it, pumped it back into her body, then increased her temperature slowly then defibrillated her, which if anybody doesn't know what that is, that's the clear. And then they <laughs> do the whole shocking thing. Thank you, Kyle. And then her heart started and she came back to life. And the only like side effect is that she has slight sensitivity in her hands and she was discharged 12 days later. And she hopes to go hiking again in Oh, my God. Is that... How crazy is that? That's got to be the longest ever of someone being... It is. It is. Well, at least in Spain. They said it's the longest heart attack ever recorded in Spain. That's crazy, though. Six hours of your heart just not pumping. And your body's just, it's like you're frozen in time. And she said she doesn't remember anything of the last six hours, which, of course, like, why would you? Yeah. That's crazy to me, though. That's absolutely insane. Wow. So she wasn't technically dead at the time? Or 
was she see that's the weird thing like would you would you consider somebody with their heart stopped dead like but then they come back to life like what 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 do you make of that you know and she doesn't have any recollection of those six hours Hmm. so i don't know i don't know it's like a philosophical question yeah like was there oxygen dead was her brain neurons still firing i don't know like her brain was still active during this time because they were no, pumping. I think, uh, oh yeah. I mean, maybe, may, maybe then sure. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know, I know the, the reason why she survived, but like, I have no idea if she was, if she, you would consider a person like that dead or not. Wow. That is insane. Yeah. Crazy, crazy situation for sure. Yeah, I read that. I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty unbelievable." Just the uh, was it like a new? Was it just like a new procedural thing that they were like, "We're gonna try this out and see if it works," or is that just protocol normal normal protocol that they might do in a situation like that, or is it just like now we can move forward, potentially save more people who we thought were dead? on arrival doa <laughs> uh they i i think that it's a relatively new technique but it's like the concept is not anything revolutionary it's something that would make complete sense her body temperature dropped to 18 degrees celsius man yep just walked out of the hospital 12 days later with some slight sensitivity that's so insane. How <laughs> old was this woman? Uh, 34. Whoa. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. Can you imagine being, could you imagine being so cold that your heart just decides, nah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no. I don't want to imagine. Well, then don't just block it out of your mind. <laughs> but speaking of Barcelona, um, oh, God. <laughs> Leo Messi won a sixth Ballon d'Or. Ah, nice. He can put that next to his uh, his World Championship trophy. Oh wait, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> not. His second place medal. Yeah. So do you think he deserved it? I do. I do. Was there anybody in contention? Um, Actually, second place was this guy, Virgil van Dyke, who is a defender on Liverpool and for the Netherlands. He's captain of both teams and they won the champions league last year and he scored actually a pretty decent amount of goals for a defender also um Hmm. so he got second place in the votes and i mean if he would have won i wouldn't have been upset because he totally was the best defensive player um of the season and ronaldo was third place and he didn't even show up to the ceremony. 
Um, okay. Because <laughs> his pride would have was too high for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's as they're getting older, there's more people who are like getting in and out of that top three, top five position. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Messi had the most goals <clears throat> and assist combo of any player in Europe last year. So he pretty much went off of that <laughs> alone. He had a hat trick today. <laughs> yeah. So he's still he's still doing really well, but there's just now like, you know, is he going to end his career at Barcelona? How much time left? What are they going to do? But I wonder uh, if he'll eventually transition to MLS, just make a boatload of money. Yeah, I don't know. He might. He could go back to Argentina to play for oh, like yeah. his his childhood club kind of um i don't know we shall see what happens so if you get second place do you get a uh ballon silver <laughs> uh nope you don't get anything i think you get like a oh, okay. i think you get like some sort of recognition trophy but Messi has six okay. of these massive golden soccer balls. Yeah. So uh, I don't think anybody else will ever get six even long after he's gone, but we'll see. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, I mean, it's so far they're still kind of keeping up with everything, but – over time, they're not going to be around anymore. The big two, you know, Ronaldo yeah. and, and Messi. Yeah. Then it's going to be a new generation. Yep. It'll never be the same. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing about sports because it's not something that's permanent. Like, I mean, if you have, if you're talking about like, I don't know, Richard Dawkins or something like that person's going to be around. Yeah. Like as long as they're alive, they're going to be doing what they have been doing for their life. But, you know, with like Messi, I don't know, I guess he'll just, if he'll turn out like Maradona and just be a huge figure, mm -hmm. but not obviously can't be physically where, where he yeah. was. I mean, a lot of people, well, a lot of players, I mean, like Zidane, they go on to coaching and kind of stay in That's the sport true. that way, uh, which I could see. Yeah. I could see them doing that, but I don't know. I don't know why you'd you want think that. Ronaldo would be a good coach? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he from all what what every single player who's played with him has said is he's like the most – complete professional athlete they've ever seen as far as you know being extremely disciplined both on and off the pitch being the first person there uh, for training mm -hmm. and the last person to leave like just just being the all-around professional athlete um, people are like yeah, yeah he, I've never seen anyone like that so I guess on that aspect he knows exactly what it takes to be a individual player that's good but 
I don't know. Guys at that level, it's just going to be hard. It would take away from the team. I think I think they would be bigger than the team, and you never really want that to happen. I mean, you want to be a supportive of the team, but I think the media would just make it all about them, and it would just not be – it might be more of a distraction than anything else. Um, yeah, right. There's a new – like docu-series on Netflix now about Maradona taking a head coaching job at a like low division team in Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty hilarious. Um, but you know, the whole, the whole city is just like stopped and they're just, when he gets there, they just go insane. That's all anybody talks about, but he actually they go from the bottom of the league to like fighting for the championship, like in his first season. So yeah, it's a pretty cool, it's, it's a short little like series, but it's, it's a really, it's interesting. I mean, I really enjoyed it just because it shows his character traits and how he interacts with the players and how everybody views him. Like the players are like, I can't believe it. You know, I was, I don't know. It's just, it's really cool. It's cool to see that. Yeah, it is. It's cool to see that be passed on. And the fact that his, his knowledge can be passed on in a, in a coaching sense. Yeah. But it's like the city is like the capital of the cartel. And they're like, oh my God, it's only going to be like a matter of days before he's, you know, doing all the cocaine and. And he, yeah. and he never does, but that's like a big fear is that, you know, they're going to offer him all these things like they did in Italy, the mafia in Italy when he mm-hmm. played for Napoli. Like they just gave him whatever he wanted and no one ever said no to him. And right, it just kind of started a spiral of his drug habits and I don't know, just became more of a god than a, than a human. strange world trying to control your uh your humility yeah especially when you're revered as much as a person like that is yeah i mean your whole life you've been told you're the best so it's just it's hard to push reset on that and come to terms that when you're not the best anymore just to be humble about it but like Ronaldo yeah. is like some games he's being subbed off, um, you know. Some games he's not starting, and like he was subbed off like the seventieth minute or something, and he just stormed mm-hmm. off the f- he stormed off and just went home. They're like, you can't why do would they that. Sub sub him, <laughs> or why would they not start him? Just because. I don't I think there's a lot of younger guys on Juventus now who are really good and he's just not as fast as he once was and mm. but obviously he'll say that he is and that he can play a whole game and not get tired and right. I don't know it's just something that you he's never had to deal with like he's like always just I'm going to start and I'm going to play the whole game and that's the end of it but like got yeah. subbed off and it was like just an outrage to him. 
Huh. And then the guy they subbed him for went on to score the game winner. So it's like pretty justified. Yeah. Well, how do you argue with that then, right? Yeah. If you're uh, if you're Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't know. Just interesting to see like certain players at the end of their career, what's going to happen, like not only with them but with like LeBron. See what how how much longer he can compete at this high level and how long he'll continue to play before he yeah, gives it up. Been, yeah, he's been he's still been trucking so far, shockingly. Yeah. Guy is, is really a, an athletic machine. Yeah. Actually I was gonna ask you, what do you what do you think about these uh these uh Euro Cup uh groupings, France and Germany <laughs> being in the same group. France, Germany and Portugal. And Portugal eh, fuck Portugal, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that thought that was outrageous. Because yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like only two teams are going to advance, right? Out of France each group, I you would yeah. hope. <laughs> you would hope. Uh, I was so mad when Portugal won. I think I guess it was the <laughs> the the was, the Euro, uh, Euro yeah the Cup, last Euros it? yeah some yeah something like that and it seemed like they were like they barely squeaked in past the the group round and then they somehow they seemed like they were always on their heels the for every game they played and yet they would still win it was it was remarkable and i hated it i know and it was in france of course oh yeah and it was in france i don't know know. where's this one actually this one is interesting because let's see They play at a lot of different places throughout Europe. Like there's a game in London. There's I think there's a match in Paris. Um, let's see. So yeah, so there's there's games in Italy, Russia, Netherlands, England, Spain, Germany. So it really is like a Euro Cup. And and Denmark. That's funny. Yeah. And Denmark. Oh, God, there's more. Denmark, Romania, Scotland, Ireland, Hungary. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's really, yeah, play everywhere. Maybe that's how they should have it from now on. Yeah, if it works well, why not? Because there's really, then there's no home field advantage, I guess, but. Yeah. But yeah, it's Turk Group A, Turkey, Italy, Wales, Switzerland. Which okay. it's a toss up kind of really who might get through there. Then Denmark, Finland, Belgium and Russia. And then okay. Netherlands, Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria and then the playoff winner between uh I don't know who it doesn't say. 
Group D, England, Croatia, playoff winner, Czech Republic. And then Spain, Sweden, Poland. And then Portugal, France, Germany. And then a playoff winner. That, yeah, uh, yeah that one group, France, Germany, and Portugal is... <laughs> is that's a monster. That's like this. Yeah, that's that group could be like the semifinals, basically. Yeah. Well, I imagine Belgium's going to move on. I imagine. What were some of the other ones? Uh, let's see: Spain, Sweden, Poland, and then a playoff team: England, Croatia, Czech Republic. I mean, you would think England yeah. and Croatia would move on. Right. Yeah. Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria. I think Netherlands should pretty easily get out of that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who the favorites would be. Maybe France again. Yeah, who knows? They'd have a tough road, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Lakers are twenty and three. Man, fuck the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if LeBron played long enough to where his son played in the NBA with him? How old is his son now? Le Lebroni or whatever. <laughs> Bronny. Bronny. Okay. Bronny James. Bronny James. <laughs> well, I think he, yeah, he's 15. So, so could uh, his dad play <clears throat> another three years? Three, I think four so. Years. I mean, he, I don't think he'd be at the level he is now, but he could, he could probably play three or four years. God, that would be insane. As, I wonder if that's ever happened. Yeah, I don't know. Like in any sport, I think actually I think Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. played in a same game in baseball, but you can play till you're like fifty in baseball. <laughs> 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 That's why it's barely a sport. Open golf. <laughs> Shots fired on baseball. <laughs> uh, no defense. Um, yeah, I can't think of another situation where that's happened before. I feel like somehow there's some sort of like really obvious one and we're just not thinking of it, but I don't, I don't know what that would be. Uh, no, I can't really think of anything. Yeah. But apparently him and, uh, Dwayne Wade's son are on the same high school team. Dwayne Wade's son. Zaire oh, Wade. Um, and apparently they're, they're like they're the best team. Apparently they are. Apparently there's like, there's highlights of them because the season just started recently and they just dominate people. Like throwing yeah. alley-oops and just... Yeah. He's just slamming the ball. He's six two, but obviously he's gonna <laughs> grow. Yeah. 
So crazy. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's somewhat impressive. I just don't think that he could take on the Franklin Academy Patriots, but no. Oh, yeah, that's, whatever. That's a given. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> that's just that's just my opinion from the bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's your analysis. <laughs> yeah, that's my analysis <laughs> from the very end of the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my water? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, sir. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that reminds me of the days when we played Durham Academy. <laughs> mm. I remember the one time when Good we times. were the JV team, and they thought that we were supposed to play the JV, <laughs> or we, we were supposed to play the varsity team. So we showed up at their uh, their court, <laughs> and uh, we had to make a decision if we still wanted to play the game, even though it wasn't going to count against their varsity team. And <laughs> of course, we did. I think that. Yeah, we did, and the sc- I think the score was like ninety to sixteen. Or <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was absolutely just murder. I mean, we, it wasn't even close. Like throwing alley oops and stuff, and just like yeah, yeah, exactly. It was terrible. Yeah, it was absolutely A disaster. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah. High school, middle school. Elementary. Yeah. I remember uh, Ravenscroft had that kid um, who went on to play for Duke. God, what's his name? Something Kelly. Ryan Kelly, who played for Duke and then got drafted, I think, by the Lakers. And he might still be in the NBA. If not, he's probably playing in Europe. But I remember yeah. seeing that guy and being like, that guy is, yeah, he's still on the Lakers. Um, still on the Lakers. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, he's got he 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 has record. So his Wikipedia, he was four years at Ravenscroft. School records in points, points per game, blocks, rebounds, free throws, field goals, and field goal percentage. And I remember for the first time seeing him play, it was just like, this guy looks like an alien. (laughs) (laughs) He's like 6'9", like in high school, but just like the skinniest dude. And it was like, I don't know if this guy is like good or is he just like super tall, but I mean, obviously went to Duke. So Was he good? He was pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty good. I thought we did uh, okay against Ravenscroft. I don't know about him. Like, I don't whatever. Well, I think this was at the um, NC State camp that we went to for oh, the summer. Oh, yeah. Um, I never went to that. Yeah. We played Ravenscroft there. Oh, Okay. And he was like the best player of the tournament or something or the of the uh of the camp. Right. And uh yeah. He's doing pretty well. And he freaking married Bill Cower's daughter. 
who also huh. went to Ravenscroft at the time. Because I remember playing Ravenscroft and looking up in the stands after a game, and like he was sitting right behind my dad, and I was just like, "Huh, is that really Bill Cower? Like, what is he doing? Just like watch me play basketball." This makes yeah. no sense, but then, and then it was just like, oh, his daughter goes here. I think he has a house. Well, he definitely has a house in Raleigh, and he might have actually went to NC State for, um, and played football here, because I know he's, he might be a favorite for the uh, Panthers job, actually. Wow. It's a lot of news that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe eighty percent of that is maybe false. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, fact check him. <laughs> Please fact check. Oh my god, fact check that. Fact check that he went to state. Fact check that he's the front runner for the Panthers job. <laughs> that he even exists. <laughs> yeah, that he's real. A man named Bill Gower may not even exist. <laughs> God. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, That's cool, though. I, I definitely did not know that uh, his daughter went to Ravenscroft or that he was he was in the stands ever. I had no yeah. idea he was anyway, yeah. in any way associated with North This Carolina. was like right after he won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, and he might have retired. Yeah. So it was like you definitely knew who he was. Right. That's so weird. Yeah. Very strange. Small world. Yeah, it is. Rubbing Although, elbows with well. Bill Cowher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rubbing elbows. All right. Yeah, but don't, the only thing I'm never surprised about is North Carolina's attachment or interaction or association with basketball players. There's yep. there's an insane amount about like I I don't hear much about necessarily football players or football coaches or anybody like that but basketball players North Carolina is where you want to be. Oh my God, yeah. Always UNC and Duke will be well have the access to the best recruits. That's for sure. True. Yeah. Yeah. And then but suddenly, out of nowhere, Davidson was also a big one. Just I like know. for that one year. Yep. Steph, and then his brother went to Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember actually watching Steph Curry play um, in college against App State, and he scored like 10 points in one minute. And they're like, yeah, you can come out now. Whoa. It was pretty weird just seeing a player like that who was like pretty small, pretty skinny, but just like yeah. his release and accuracy were, well, arguably the the best of all time. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that you, you got to see him play. Yep. 
Yeah, a lot of great basketball players came. And I said, I said around everybody, I said, watch this guy. (laughs) Yeah, you watch this guy. (laughs) You watch what he does. (laughs) You watch him. Take a sip from your Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) You watch him now. You see what he goes on to do. No one, he no said one, in slightly yeah. slurred speech. <laughs> yeah, nobody gives me credit for that. That's fine. I don't need it. <laughs> you tell them, Peepaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! My granddaddy saw Steph Curry play at college, and he said he was going to be good one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> Give me another beer, woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we go to the school that I mean Tracy McGrady wasn't there, but uh, didn't we go to uh, yeah. the school where he graduated from high school? I think. Yeah, at that some point. Is, uh, Tr- that is Mount Z- Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Mount Zion. Christian Academy. Yeah. Yep. T Mac went there. He's got a big ass picture and his jersey in the rafters. Yeah. Man, T Mac, uh, Steph Curry, Tyler Hansborough, can't forget him. Um, oh, yeah. Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, uh, Christian Lakner. Who else? Grant Hill. Grant Hill. David Thompson, if you're throwing David it way Tom- back. <laughs> Julius Hodge. Julius Hodge. Oh, <laughs> man, for that short stint where I, where I didn't know who to root for and I picked NC State, <laughs> and I was, man, I was, I. If, you're on top of the I was world straight, for him. <laughs> I, was, I was straight off the boat from Europe, and people convinced me I needed to pick a team. So I picked NC State. <laughs> And what a bad choice on my part. <laughs> because every day I was day. frustrated. <laughs> Fresh off the boat. <laughs> well, that's how they get you. That's how state fans uh, recruit qu'est, people. Qu'est-ce que c'est basketball? <laughs> people are like, pick a team. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Who's your team? <laughs> and Julius Hodge truly was the the one player that uh, sometimes gave me a little bit of happiness, and then yeah, we never got and anywhere. Then he, and then he then he went off to the Nuggets, where he got he got shot in the legs. Oh God, I forgot it's about that. It's not funny, cause, but he survived, and it's it's all we can laugh about it now. But he did, he did. He was a victim of a drive-by shooting. 
um, yeah. and that pretty much <laughs> ended his career. So yeah. that's that's Wolfpack basketball for you, folks. <sighs> but I do have a couple tickets to some games this year for state basketball. Going to the oh, UNC nice. game. Oh, I'm sure that'll go over well. Oh yeah, yeah, we're favorites. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every once every once in a while, state would pull off some upset, but that was pretty much all that state was good for. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll 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 keep state fans alive <laughs> for another year. I know. Year. <laughs> I know. Totally. Keep hope alive for another year. I saw yeah. a guy with a tattoo. Uh, of the wolf pack symbol and underneath yeah. it it said I'll let those sirens pass oh okay um, and underneath it it said we'll get them next year and that's the that's <laughs> just totally that is that NC is, State it is it is that is NC State to a core yeah. man oh man Hey, but yeah. we did beat Wisconsin already in basketball. Did you really? I've not. I've not kept up with uh, college basketball. Whoop. I'm definitely yeah. more of an NBA person. Yeah. I like the I like the consistency of the NBA. I think there's something really yeah. frustrating about college college anything. Well, now especially with one and duns, you know, you just don't know who. Oh, that's yeah. That's true. That's a good point. just so frustrating for state fans because we get to the point where it's like we're looking really good and then it just the next year is just a disaster year so it's just hard to build something consistent because we like you look at the nfl and it's just like man state must like just rock we got like so many good nfl players right we're like nope nope we're I mean, some years, yeah, we're good. Like, we'll win, we'll have like an eight-win season, but it's never anything like we're going to win the ACC or anything like that. Yeah, although oddly enough, for the longest time and probably even still now, NC State has had Florida State's number. I I don't know what in the world. Yeah, no. But Florida State <laughs> can be ranked anything, just anything, <laughs> and State will beat it beat them <laughs> and that will spur us <laughs> for for another year the fans yeah. that'll, that'll keep us alive yeah i don't think i don't really think of north carolina as much of a football state no definitely basketball driven which no is doubt. fine yeah that's fine it's just fine that's just fine Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna go eat. If that's right. unless you have other things to to discuss, just a few more things here. Um, <laughs> okay, go, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Won't take but an hour of your time. <laughs> all right, I'm going to bed soon. <laughs> it's 5:30 p.m., folks. He's, he's he goes to bed at 6 p.m. This guy. <laughs> it's not 5:30 p.m. <laughs> It is much later than that. 
True. Seven thirty. Anyway, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I had nothing <laughs> from the very beginning. <laughs> I had nothing. I came into this <laughs> with nothing. I mean, I've, I'll tell you what I wrote down. Um, which we actually <laughs> okay. talked about a good amount. Wanted to talk about Ron Rivera. We talked about him. Okay. Want to talk about the Mandalorian. And uh, want to talk about Anthony Joshua fight. But, I mean, that's kind of obscure. And we didn't need to talk about that. (coughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then I wanted you to tell a story of Struverpeta. Uh, but maybe we could save that for next time. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. <laughs> oh, some like smooth transitions from different things, and then suddenly, Peter. <laughs> you want to hear the story? <laughs> yeah, that's for next time, though. Keep people in suspense. Okay. Oh yeah, they'll be in suspense. All right. <laughs> These are children's uh, stories, by the way. <laughs> we'll put that as a disclaimer first. So have your kids listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right before bed, learn about Stuvita. <laughs> there we go. Oh man. All right. Sounds good. Well. On that note, we will uh, close this this episode of the Homespun Hack, and uh, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you later. <laughs>